everybody. Welcome to the show, The Bone Zone, the comic book Bone Zone. It's number 19. Oh shit, I did 20 again. <laughs> it's, it's 19. We're on 19. <laughs> uh, you had it right before we started, so it counts. Yeah. Uh, I'm Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather Hadfield. And oh. we're here to uh, chit chat about some comic books. This was a pretty light week, so this month this will probably go pretty quick, honestly. Yeah. So we hope you're listening and ready for what we're about to do. <laughs> we're about to unload the bone on you. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty gross. Yeah, go ahead, unload um, the bone. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go. I'll go first. I have everyone's favorite. Um, this is Frank Rosetta's Mothman. Uh, this is issue number one. Uh, hold on, I have to look up to see who writes it. This, this, it's written by Tim Hedrick. Um, pencils. Oh, that's strange. Okay, I didn't even really like look to see. It's all like split up. Very strange. There's several different artists and stuff okay. that do it. So pencils are Andrea Muti, pages one through seven. Inks are Gigi Baldassini pages one through seven art is done by Luis Guaragna pages eight through 24 colors okay. are done by Valerio Aloro uh pages one through seven and okay. Oscar Carreño pages eight through 24 so there's a lot of like mm -hmm. artists mm -hmm. in here but I mean it feels kind of seamless when you're reading it you, I guess like when I read it I didn't really notice the art change that drastically I, I didn't either, to be honest. That's why I was, like, a little confused by why there were so many. But, like, cool. It says cover A is done by three different people. But mm -hmm. I don't have cover A. I have the Frank Frazetta cover, so. Yeah, the cover A wasn't that good. Is it this one? No, I think that's the second issue cover. Shoot. I might be wrong, but. Well, Go ahead, talk about the book. Go ahead, talk about the book. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so this is just, it's a story about Mothman. Uh, there's like a small town um, where a spaceship that holds the Mothman kind of crash lands and stuff, and the people are trying to hunt down what's going on. Uh, Mothman, it just seems like a very timid, nice little dude, so. That, that is the A cover, by the way. That is? Okay. Yeah. I keep that's looking how, at this one and thinking like this is the A cover. It would make more sense if that was the A cover, like because it's a fart. I mean, it to me, and this is a different sort of rant, is like it doesn't make sense to me to have the A covers, not the Frank Frizzetta art. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, because it does get pretty confusing because I'm pretty sure issue number two, there is not a Frank Frizzetta cover. I can I can look at that real fast. Yeah, please, because when I was doing the FOC, I feel like I noticed it and cover B is done by a different artist. Uh the thing about that Mothman book is it was weird to me that he talked. Yeah. I don't know how I felt about him yet being like a I guess spoiler alert if you want to read this Mothman book. Uh I didn't know how I felt about him being like an alien. Because that kind of takes the fun out of it, right? Like, Right, yeah, because the whole thing is, like, with Mothman, if you read about cryptids and stuff, there's no, like, origin. 
like he just randomly appears one day and you don't really know like what he is or like who he is and stuff so I have a lot of horror stories about Mothman <laughs> okay sorry that that took that took a minute that's okay to get to that there does not appear to be a Frank Frazetta cover for is that the only Frank Frazetta Mothman art it, that very well could be which would make sense yeah it's like not like he's usually drawing like that's or like did that sort of art yeah well and there's like a little note at the back I think it was the back anyway that would make the most sense or maybe I read it somewhere else yeah I must have read it somewhere else because there is no note back here <laughs> um. <laughs> but they um it was like a little thing about frank frazetta and his his mothman and i it wasn't necessarily about like his art it was just about him feeling a certain way about mothman which is why the art exists so and i thought there was more than like one piece of art for it but i don't know yeah when i'm looking when i looked up frank frazetta mothman this does that cover appears to be the only mothman art just so just in case anybody else out there who listens to us is very concerned about this okay um, that that's what's up uh, all right though, good to know though i do understand the interpretation a little bit more of that mothman because i i don't know if it's on that cover but in the background of this art i'm looking at there's like spaceships yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. i feel i feel like whoa dude no need for that go (laughs) see and I do think that that is what makes these stories so much fun is like all they have is this picture like Mm -hmm. the writers and they have to base the story around it so that does make sense why this interpretation of Mothman would be an alien yep so it's fun I don't know I really like these stories uh some of them are just kind of like this one's really silly Mm -hmm. but it's also very fun yeah yeah I didn't dislike reading it, but I am glad that I just read it off the wall and, you know, I'm not going to go any farther. Okay, dude. Second week in a row, Auntie has shown her butthole to the (laughs) (laughs) My little, my little hussy. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I guess it's my turn next after that little Mothman rantaroo. Uh, I have first uh, Sandman universe. This is Nightmare Country. This is Glass House number three. Lots of titles going on here. Like, I don't know what the, I guess the main title, like, I guess this is the universe. That's the main title and a subtitle. Okay, it doesn't matter. This is a book taking place in uh, the Sandman universe. The Corinthian has been told by Dream that he's got to stop doing his murder business and has not been doing it for a while. He is given a little deal by a demon. And that's kind of where things are now. I really like this book. It's the art's really good. I the artist is sorry, they put the Lisandro Etherin. Um, Patricio Del Pecce does the colors and Simon Bolden does the letters but and it's written by James Tynan so okay so just in case no one knew that but yeah I just it's a good little story it's like you know pretty hard to explain since it's 
pretty deep in there, but I think it nails like a lot of the vibes from Sandman. And speaking of Sandman, I uh, got volume two. So this is issues 21 through 37, the Sandman special, and then Winter's Edge, Winter's Edge one through three. Um, so this has Seasons of the Mist and A Game of You. And I liked this much better than I liked the first, I guess, 20 ish issues of the book. Um, I honestly, like, as I've been reading this and somehow I've feel like I've been reading it almost at the same time I've been reading the Nightmare Country books Mm -hmm. they really have like they kind of go together really well so reading the first one as I was reading the first part of Nightmare Country like filled in some blanks like met some characters and then this one I've been you know uh consequences of actions I think this is why I like this like part of the story so much because a lot of the first part of the story was just kind of like stuff happening but nobody like paid for the consequences of what they did or like felt like any, I don't know, badness about stuff that happened. So this kind of like deals with those things, which made it a lot better to me. Um, But yeah, this also like you're going, you're meeting characters here that are like talked about in this like glass house run. So it's just been, I don't know. I like the balance of it. I think it's like really cool, but yeah. One of the issues made me, like, cry because I wasn't expecting something to happen, which was really, like, I don't know, wasn't wasn't expecting it at all because mm-hmm. I haven't really been, like, enjoying the story and there's just, like, a character that I really, like, can, ended up connecting with and then they died and I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> and it came out of nowhere, too? Yeah, like, yes and no, I suppose, but it's hard, it's hard to say. Okay. Uh, it's mainly, like, the issue of, like, uh, the person going to like the funeral which kind of got me oh okay yeah those always get me too I can't handle those, <laughs> those scenes yeah so yeah I suppose if you're interested in Sandman I don't know what to tell you <laughs> I don't I don't know if I can suggest reading it one way or the other I think being aware of that it's somewhat a product of its time sometimes you can feel like those beats that you know only came in like the late 90s I think is when Sandman started Mm -hmm. um so you get that sometimes but overall like I said so far like this part I really liked I really like the art I think somebody once complained to me about the art and I was like "Ah, that's probably the thing I'm enjoying the most out of this book right is it like different artists throughout Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. that's what I thought yeah um yeah so it, it changes like through the story arcs and stuff Okay, I'm done talking about Sandman now. <laughs> Got a couple more. Um, and then I have Zeno. This is issue number one. This is a little anthology book. Uh, all the stories in here seemed like, I guess, like horror stories, like okay. sci fi esque. Felt like kind of watching like a Twilight Zone had like snippets of stuff. I really liked it a lot. I think it was worth it. Um, honestly, feel like it was better than that creep show book. Oh, okay. Good so, to know. Yeah, I think it's worth picking up, especially if you like horror anthologies or like any sort of anthology books. Uh, pretty solid stories all around. I didn't. It's, it's like, I feel like even the one that I disliked the most, I still really enjoyed. I think the best one is like the last story, but it, ha- it has like 
uh, kind of feels like Junji Ito vibes. Okay. But just like because of the story itself, not necessarily because of like the art. Right. Um, but that that's all. That's all for Is that. Is that an Oni Press book? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. And they also I thought have, that's what it said. I couldn't tell. Yeah. And they also have that like Dwellings book coming mm-hmm. out in August. That's like a, I think it's a horror. In- wow. This book is floppy. <laughs> uh, horror okay, anthology. Yes, I that one. Um, but it's all by Jay Stevens. I know. It looks really fun. Mm-hmm. I, I special ordered the first issue out of curiosity. Uh, and then lastly, for my talk today, I have the pen and ink, Something is Killing the Children, issue number one. Uh, nice little book that just has like the pen and inks for this first issue. And then there's a uh, commentary by Werther de Ledra on the bottom half of it. So I'm kind of a sucker for for that sort of stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, I like that they're doing that because they, they have that many deaths of Layla Star One coming out soon, which I, of course, was like, yeah, mm, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. Um, And I can't, like, I don't know if they're, I think it's just the first issue. I haven't seen, like, a second issue solicited, but I completely forgot about this and, like, ordering it or decided not to order it. So I just asked Wendy and she said I could take one. But mm-hmm. I I really liked reading the, like, what he had to say. You know, I just blew through it, but it's cool. Yeah. I like reading the commentary that people yeah. leave like on books and stuff that I'm a sucker for that as well. And plus it's like that number one, the issue number one is so hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. Way. So I think it's yeah. a cool little collection piece. For sure. For my, my dumb collecting self. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. That's both of us now, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is uh, Bursting from the Pages of Barbaric. This is Queen of Swords. Uh, This is... I thought this was just going to be a one-shot, to be completely honest. I also thought it was going to be a one-shot, which I'm fine that it's not, but... Oh, yeah, no, I'm... uh, It's... It ended up being really good, of course, because it's done by, like, the same team. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's, like, a different artist, though, right? Yeah, I think... I believe so. Okay, but... Basically, um, the continuation from the Barbaric series, you know, how in the last issue of the last series, Hell to Pay, they kind of split off into two different directions. Um, This one, Dreadheart, Deadheart, I keep calling her Dreadheart, Deadheart, Ka, and Sarah are all working together to go collect an orb, which is what they were tasked to do. And they all have, like, conflicting personalities, of course, so it's just them coming together to work as a cute little team to get this orb i feel like dead heart doesn't really give a fuck but uh hi k hi i just said i keep calling her ka because when they were at the, the guild the name like her whole name wherever it is here uh ka lacandra yeah uh, uh so that's she... why i just yeah I feel like her and Sarah have like the the worst, like they just like sh- just constant bickering. Oh yeah, they're beefing real hard. Which uh, I was a little confused by at first because I remember like, um, Sarah and Soren having like a beef. Yeah, well, it's like because in that story arc, she, I mean, she first attacked them, 
Right. And then kind of like double cross them type mm-hmm. of thing. But okay. Yes. It all makes sense now. This is all adding up, but yeah, there's, there's issues. Dead heart just wants to like kill and finish her task because that's what she's always done. And the other two are sour. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really like this. Uh, the art is by uh, Corin Howell. Mm-hmm. And the and I believe the Barbaric series is by Daniel Gooden. Oh, yep. That definitely makes sense. Um, I don't know if that first name is right, but it's at least Gooden is correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, the art in this book is is real good. Yeah, and the story was a lot of fun too. It it I mean, obviously it's the same writer. I was gonna say it just feels like a barbaric story, but that's because it is. <laughs> truly (laughs) anyway all right um i'll go next yeah go ahead i ate pad thai right before this so i like keep burping it up um okay so this is one of one of the last x-men books that i have on my poll right now Mm -hmm. uh this is rogan gambit this is issue number four there's one left of this little mini series um this one the bad guy, his name is the power broker. He has been uh, kidnapping mutants, essentially, and connecting a device to them that pretty much makes it so they can control them. Um, and he's, yeah, just trying to capture mutants and, like, sell the idea uh, in so many ways. Um, but in this one, his next goal is Rogue uh, because of her powers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, her and Gambit have kind of split off um, because they got into a really big fight in the last issue because she is like keeping secrets from him. He's keeping secrets from her type of thing. And he doesn't want to cause any more problems. So he just kind of leaves this one. They meet back up and Rogue can't control her powers because she has been like taken over. So she's like trying to kill Gambit and he's not fighting her back because he doesn't want to, but whatever there's a really good conversation here like it's a little text message thread between storm and gambit where she's basically like telling him you need to stop drinking yourself to death and like talk to your wife about how you died yeah (laughs) that's where all of his problems are coming from is in that issue of uh knights of x when he died in the other world and it took forever for him to be brought back he's all fucked up from that essentially and he won't talk to her about it because she has so much going on and he doesn't want to burden her and that kind of stuff but it ends with him saying i miss you storm let's get a drink sometime (laughs) and i thought that was very sweet um but yeah rogue loses control of her powers and she's on a spree I like this for what it is. It's, you know, just a very short little series. I don't have to invest too much time into it. And it's, you know, two characters that I really enjoy. So yeah, I feel like a chore to read it. And I know that there's only like one left and then whatever happens after that, whatever that like branches off into however many titles, but (laughs) we'll see. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's just like that meme you sent me was really good or that, I guess, video I'll put it (laughs) I'll post the video here. I'll actually edit the video in here. What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) 
Uh, but I showed it to Dave and he was also, I was just like, you know, I haven't been reading. It's only been like a month since I've stopped reading, like maybe two months since I've stopped reading all X-Men books. And it's like, I feel like that's how I'd feel if yeah. I tried to go back and read an X-Men book. Like, the hell are you talking about? Yeah, like I had that conversation, was inspired because Christopher and I had this conversation earlier where like, you can't just jump into an X-Men series. Like, even if it is starting at the beginning now, like if you wanted to hop in on this, like Rogue and Gambit, when it first started, like you, you could... Mm-hmm. But a lot of it would go over your head, like what is happening in the universe and stuff. So you literally have to start back at the beginning with like House and Power so you know what's going on. And then it's like this whole universe that you have to read in order to understand like every little thing that's talked about. And I was like, can you imagine like just getting back into comics after a certain amount of time and being like, I want to read an X-Men book and like picking up an X-Men book and just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah what is that's happening what, that's why it's just like yeah read house and powers and then i guess i don't know what you want to do from there because like read x of swords and then stop reading x-men books yes yeah. <laughs> yeah there are like things like you can read house and powers and then if you want to just read like a random thing after that you can and you'll understand like for the most part but yeah it's like excalibur and then knights of x and then like way of x and then legion of x it's like there's so many it's frustrating. Well, well, not only that, just like when Sins of Sinister was going on and Immortal was immoral and X-Men Red was Storm and Brotherhood. So it's just like that part's hard. And I'd like now it's like, are are we fully out of like the Sins of Sinister stuff? Because when I last read, I think it was the last issue of Immortal, Mm -hmm. not the last one, but the one before that, when they were talking about like uh Xavier and Emma like basically being figureheads and stuff like mm-hmm. they were still going through all of the sins of sinister stuff so I think even then if you're picking up that book like there you just have no idea yeah it's it's a lot it's a lot of information to take in just to enjoy a book like well and there's just like t- like I I love I love reading I love books that are like heavy and dense but also sometimes when I want to read an X-Men book, I just want to read an X-Men book and not feel like I'm having to like, I don't want to make like a super big commitment to do so. Right. Like to read one book, one single book. I love you, Kieran, but like, and I love you, Jonathan Hickman, but yeah, it shouldn't take me like 30 minutes to read a, just an X-Men title. This is, I was like feeling bad like earlier today I was like man I took that gambit story the Chris Claremont one off of my poll I should have just like savored that I could have just you know read that series and been that like easy cheesy business. yeah this is an x-men story this is I know what I'm getting with it and this is it I think the reason I didn't like it is because I'm like so used to what it is now Mm -hmm. where there's just like so much going on and so much information there was not one single graph in that (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see one (laughs) and that's like not to say that x-men books are bad but yeah it's just no they're just like too good and it just takes up like too much energy and like too much time and too much thought. And it's, it's like you have yeah. to dedicate all of your comic book reading to X-Men. It's like you wouldn't be, you're not allowed. I feel like it's kind of the same with like Spider-Man, like fans sometimes. It's like mm-hmm. you're only, you can only read X-Men books because there's just like so many of them. 
and like with this whole like fall of x event that's happening too like oh my god yes what there's there's just so much because there's events happening all the time which i do understand like this universe and stuff i get it like there's going to be a lot that's happening but like with the fall of x does that mean like once that's done like no more x-men books <laughs> because i'm like <laughs> i can't do it anymore <laughs> i mean i just saw that emma frost and tony stark are getting married that's pretty hot actually but <laughs> okay we're gonna move on i gotta yeah. <laughs> we've got like two more books that's it we just had to talk uh okay so then next i have ms truesdale this is issue number two uh this is a book by mike mignola and jesse longgren lonergan 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 i'm sorry my dude if i fuck that up <laughs> um and then the letters are by Clem Robbins. This is a story about Ms. Truesdale. She is, I guess, vividly dreaming about her past. I can't quite figure out if it's like a, what sort of dream situation it is. But she is in present time, but reliving her time as like a a gladiator woman. Okay. And she just... Uh, encountered the fisted doom it's uh this book is pretty cool like i really really like it the art is just so it doesn't matter because i said said that but it's just like so good i've heard really good things about that book i just uh i really like it i feel you know it's from the hellboy universe but i don't think you really need to know anything about the hellboy universe to read it because it's kind of her like also learning about these things that happened in her past so it's not like you have to be like oh i know i know who this woman is i know her story like all of that stuff um you know i feel like i've kind of experienced that with all of these from the pages of hellboy books that i've read mm -hmm. where i'm just like oh yeah like it's from hellboy but i don't I, I mean i've read a little bit of hellboy but i don't have to be like super familiar with the character to understand any of these people's stories it's very accessible that's what mm -hmm. i like about them it's like uh mike i think mike was saying something about that where each one of those stories is just like a character within the universe that doesn't really have anything to do with like yeah Hellboy. so it's just easy to read because it's just like a cute short little story yeah it's like the only one i think that i didn't like really fully enjoy was that castle castle full of blackbirds yeah I think that's what it was called mm -hmm. and I think that's just like the story itself was a little too like wibbly wobbly like didn't quite connect all the dots well enough mm -hmm. or like I know that she was trying to connect it just didn't work but it just wasn't for you yeah that's fine I have all yeah. the issues if, you, if you're looking for them hit me up <laughs> um okay that's all I gotta say about that okay. is it both of us yep this is it okay. This is it. The last one. This is the nasty. <laughs> yes. Issue number three. Uh, this just goes into the kid Thumper um, and his imaginary friend who is like a serial killer in a movie franchise that he was obsessed with when he was little. Uh, he comes up with the idea to like make their own like nasty video so he horror, has horror, a horror nasty not like a sexy nasty yeah so sorry so sorry <laughs> it's a horror movie they they were called the nasties like Vid back video nasties yes um 
But yeah, his best friend since childhood, Mira, is in charge of the script. And then he recruits a bunch of his other friends and old friends to like act in the movie and stuff. And the things that they discover happening within the movie uh, because of the killer, they can't quite fully explain like arms getting ripped off like on film but then in real life them being like fine just like weird stuff that's happening like that um so there's like a whole mystery going on and then there's also oh it doesn't have her name i was hoping the, it's her name the, back. the religious cult lady yeah the moral yeah. puritan with sinister intentions <laughs> is whipping up fresh hysteria against the video nasties. So this woman is just like creating a hate campaign against these movies and stuff and trying to get people against them. Yeah, I really like this issue a lot. Like, I feel like this story has gotten particularly better with like the passing issues because that first issue was like not a solid issue for me personally. Mm -hmm. But like, as I've kept going, I'm like, ah like this a lot i like how in this one particularly like the the bullies like Man, I don't, there's something like wrong with this and i do like how things are getting explained a little more because the way that the last two issues kind of like left off is is very confusing i understand the term cliffhangers and i know what they are and stuff but it was still just like the way that like the first one ended it was never explained in the second mm-hmm. one so it wasn't really a cliffhanger it was just like a dead drop and yeah. same with this the, the last one but in this one you get like more answers and then you get more answers just more stuff that's happening with the characters and stuff and see so, yeah, i i really like this one a lot too and i think there's five issues for this series that that does sound correct if i'm remembering properly as well um yeah, I, I didn't even think about how the fact of, like, the way that last issue, the first issue ends on that cliffhanger of the the serial killer throwing, like, the pipe through that kid's car and murdering him, and then he just shows up the ne- next issue. I did, like, yeah. I thought it was weird, but I was like, I don't, I, yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things that, like, you see happen and then just don't really, like, think about it because you expect it to be explained, and then it just kind of, like, is wiped from your mind. yeah. At least that's what it was for me, because then in the last issue, that's when, like, the murdering starts happening, like, on film, and then this one is just like, oh, <laughs> but then <laughs> it gets explained, so. Um, it doesn't say if it's five or not. Well, shoot. I thought I saw that it was five. I mean, I don't see a six when I put six in, but five does not give me, like, a, this is the last one. Well, I'm also, I might be ruining this for myself, so I should not read too far into that solicit. I was like, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's all we got, right? That's that's it. We That's it, yep. We, we rambled a lot today. We didn't mean to. Um, I mean, that's part of the bone zone. Let's be real. That's us boning it out about comic books. Um, it's just that's us talking about comics <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> uh uh so anyway go to your local comic book stores buy some comics give them your money support them take care of them somehow awesome they are uh go to your local libraries take advantage of their resources uh take care of your friends support trans folks heather what do you got um 
<laughs> I don't have anything. All right. I, you... I had something earlier, but I don't. Well, last week you said you would have something. So you I know. And you, failed I us, you failed us all. Mm, I, I don't have it. Okay. Well, I suppose if you're in Omaha, Nebraska and are free Wednesday, June 21st, that is this Wednesday. That's what we, it was. That's what I was going to say. Uh, we or me, who knows what's going to happen these days. Uh, I'm gonna we're gonna do a pub, pub quiz about comic books. Got all the questions lo- loaded and ready. Done by our best friend Dave DeMarco, co-owner of Legend Comics and Coffee. We love Dave. Yep, Dave is a superhero, truly. Um, but yeah, I guess that's all we got. So, thanks for listening. We love you, and we'll see you on the flippity flip later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.